Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville, Consequence of Sound, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Wherever you're listening from today, please do hit the subscribe button. And if it's a place where you can do a rating or review, that would be awesome as well. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest is the band Beach House. They've got a brand new record out. It's called Seven. It is absolutely beautiful. We talk about the ins and outs of the record, also about how parts of it are a little bit uh, Warhol-inspired. Uh, we also discuss the visual association people have with music and the way this duo is listening to music these days and the numerology that plays a big part in the record. It's Kyle Meredith with Beach House. The compliments first. Seven is one of the coolest, nicest, prettiest, uh, most awesome records of the year so far. Congratulations on this one. That's so nice to hear. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks so much. No problem. I, I know it's sometimes... For an album, good to start on, on the ones before it, and, and it's only notable, it's really notable in this case because, you know, 2015 saw you all release two records, you know, almost simultaneously, you know, within a couple months of each other. I, I do get the feeling that it was sort of like like the end of a chapter, like that was, did it feel like you were, that, that cleaned out the closet or something and, and set you up for something new? I think doing something like that was just such 
such magnitude. I think there's no repeating that. You know, I think we learned a great deal from that experience of putting out two records in one year. And the whole recording process was really was great, but you know, something that I I think really pushed us to you know a certain direction. And I think we went as far as we wanted. And I think the seeds of knowing we wanted things to be different some point in the future were definitely planted in that time. I feel. Is there any sense of uh, unease when when something like that happens? Like, you know, because because the scariest thing to a writer or a comedian or something is the blank page, you know, when everything's already been pushed to the side. Did you have that feeling? I, I think it was more the opposite. Like it was uh, exhilarating. Sometimes just knowing how you feel is such an exhilarating feeling. You know, like ambiguity is, is not a good feeling creatively. Um, and I, I think that when we finished up those two records, there was something so obvious and clear and it took a long time to get to that point. I guess six records, you know. Um, it was just so obviously clear that like we had that we were a change needed to come for us creatively, and just just really naturally, it wasn't an intellectual thing. It was just the end of that road. So it was more just kind of exciting when we went to start working on a new record. Um, we didn't know it would happen so quickly, and we, but we just kind of knew like, all right, well, we're going to start a new chapter here. Yeah. When you're ready for change. And then you're you're wide open, and then you start to be able to like see the sort of signs. And then your mind clears a little bit, and you go, oh, okay, should we consider reaching out and asking Sonic Boom if he'd be, you know, like that kind of thing starts to happen when when you're ready. But you need to get, you need to be ready for the change. And I think that takes time, and you, know, you truly don't know when that's going to happen. All you have is the desire to change, and uh, that's. That's, that's the most important, I think. When I hear you all talk about, I think the term used at least once in another interview was finding sounds. And I had this imagery in my head like like catching fireflies or something. Like it seemed very different from what a lot of folks, the way they approach, you know, um, uh, trying something something new. Uh, is, the, is there any process to that or is it just kind of messing around until you hear something that sounds good and like, oh, we can work with that and do something with that? I think the catching sound thing probably comes from some, maybe some things you said recently about how in the writing and recording process of this album, Seven, we were catching songs and pieces of songs and takes pretty swiftly um, because we had a lot more freedom and control over our recording process. Alex and James helped us, our drummer, uh, build a little home recording world in our practice space not in an actual home it's in a studio that we have had since 2009 and so we were the recording process started very very naturally and very quickly so we were catching songs we were catching takes we yeah, were catching vocals, it, we were, you know. yeah but in terms of like finding things that creatively drive you i think that for us has always just been really natural uh it's just kind of part of our flow like finding keyboards, pedals, whatever, and then just kind of identifying very naturally by our own aesthetics, like the things that seem enchanting about those those tools. Well, I'll bring up another line that I, I really loved reading and, and sort of trying to work on myself is um, beauty in dealing with darkness, and there's empathy and love that grows from collective trauma. But that, for me, that seemed like you're, you're talking about the bigger themes. Like uh, a lot of artists are trying to figure out how to work in what they're seeing around them, what's happening in the news, in the environment, and everything else, and, and put it into poetry. And when I read a line like that, I think, well, that might be what you're talking about. And if so, it seems like you have a lot of optimism for what is growing uh, from the madness. Yeah, I think that's a given, though. I think most people who 
make music or paintings or any any creative endeavor. Um, I would like to believe that at the core of that is a, is, a, is a form of love and it's expression. We're, we're human beings just like everybody else living in the world just like everybody else. And the music we make and have, you know, and not just this record, but every one, I think we would say for every single one, is an expression of the existence of living at that particular time. Past, present, and future. I think that these are just sort of more very obvious common threads throughout all art. So I think we were just, that's from the bio, actually, the thing that you're Okay. referencing that we wrote ourselves and um we were just trying to you know create a context so that people would understand the framework for which we're coming from that's it it's not very it's not deeper than that i guess i'll bring up a song that that might fit in with that though girl of the year i've seen a lot of fans kind of latch on to you know some great wordplay in that song with get undressed or get dressed to undress dress to impress depressed to impress ah so okay. either way i mean it seems like you know that that what I'm listening to here is, is again, part of the conversation of what's happening around the world. Uh, women in the industry, uh, obviously, you know, bringing up Me Too and with a song like Girl of the Year, it, it sort of directly puts the spotlight on that. Is that the realm that, uh, that, that, is that the park you're swinging in right there? There are no direct political references on the record. Like, um, we've mentioned Me Too as an example of one of the many occurrences in the world of change that are happening in a world of darkness. But we're, we're pretty adamant about the fact that this is not a political record um, in that way. And for, for me, Girl of the Year is more about uh, a Warholian, Andy Warhol, glamour, superstar. It's about the fleeting. It's about the, the darkness underneath the mirror, that kind of world. It's about a fleeting thing. It's, it's, it's in that realm, less, less of the political connection overtly. Just yeah. to be honest, just to be clear. No, right, right, right. You mentioned the pop art. I mean, that that makes it uh, that that made its way to the cover as well, right? Of course, and also the all the visualizers we have. The op art is a huge theme throughout this record in terms of what you're seeing alongside the music and the cover. Yeah, the the rips, the collage, the fragmented women's face, the era, the sort of late '60s um, through '70s world. Um, and just, you know, it's not just about this current time that we're living in. That's that's not what the record is about. It's, it's something that's been throughout. You know, darkness has always existed, and um, politics have always been muddy. Um, so I think that it's more always coming from a cinematic realm. The artwork is very influenced by, you know, that era, the factory, movies, the use of women in general through, mm-hmm. through film and photography and what they represent. And I think for something like Girl of the Year, it's that's particularly, I think, a reference to the glamour and, and the dark side of that. Well, I'll bring up a, a, another song, too, while I'm here. A, a favorite of mine uh, ends up being Black Car, which, you know, speaking of darker, it's, it's got a darker tone to it. I, I have seen some comparisons. People like, oh, th- this is you all sort of getting your Depeche Mode on in, in a little way. I, is there any story behind sort of where that, that song comes from uh, musically? Well, I mean, just it's kind of obvious that the whole thing was built around that arpeggio that starts the song. Um, and that was just a, you know, a keyboard we found in 2012. And um, that, that particular arpeggiator does a really interesting thing where it changes the sequence based on how many notes you're holding down. So the, the, when you held down four notes, it did that jumping thing where it's going low, high, low, high, kind of in this, it's like ratcheting its way upward, uh, which is kind of unique and odd. So it just kind of, you know, stemmed from there. And, <laughs> and then it just grew. Uh, into a feeling that we identified with. And that feeling became Black Car because yeah. when I first heard 
you know, the music, that was the immediate vision uh, was of, of, of night. That, that song for me evokes, evokes night, um, among many other things. But it, music has that power, you know, certain chords, certain notes, certain patterns, certain rhythms, fluctuations, full insight, color, and, and, and vision. I think that's the beauty of music is that it inspires. It can be very inspiring. I have a lot of um, favorite albums that uh, I associate with a certain color. I, I, I think co- most people would say that their favorite, their favorite music, their favorite songs, if you, everybody would, would realize that they attach each thing to a memory, to something that they felt very strongly, a smell, place. I think that's very common that um, things that you're attracted to, you're drawn to, and that you cherish generally are attached to, to visions. I think people might not realize it, but if they had to think about it, they would, they would definitely realize how much... Um, how much visualization occurs when you're listening to music. Yeah, and I'll tie that in. I mean, you know, I'm I'm in my mid-30s. I grew up in the 90s in the era where, you know, soundtracks and compilations were, you know, our, our lifeblood pre-internet and things like that. And, I mean, even now, soundtracks, you know, for the same reasons that you're talking about, they, they hold so much importance to me because they're, they're connected to these coming-of-age visuals, I guess. And we're, we're, we're the same age, probably maybe just a tad older than you if you're in your mid but um, yeah, we are we're of the same you know pre-internet, pre-cell phone. A lot you know, there's a lot more time to just kind of sit and, and stare at your stereo and see what you saw in the air. You know, it's like a very uh, much more of a private time. Do y'all find yourself having to wrestle with? I don't want to call that nostalgia because I think it's something more pure than that. You know, it's not just about getting back to a time, but but the way you treat music and the way you want to absorb music in that sort of way versus the way a lot of it's pushed at us these days. Do, do you find yourself struggling with that at all? Or, or have you been able to kind of, you know, keep it pure? I don't, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily struggling, but I, I have realized recently, you know, like there are certain ways that as you age, you adapt to the new world and certain every, every person adapts to it in, in their own way. You know, like some people really ride with it. They'll be 50 and they're, you know, locked into technology and, you know, like, their slang is a certain way and their aesthetic, everything is shifting with, and, and then certain people kind of hold on to some point in their life. You know, everyone like ages in their own funny way. And I realized recently that like, I'm never going to listen to music the way people listen to music now. Uh, like I'm never going to lose my kind of albumy thing uh, and the kind of like slow repeated listening to the same music, you know, and uh, I can't really adapt, but you know, that's just, you know, what it's a, also the way you view music. Like it's right. not just it, a commodity for yeah, you. It's, yeah. it's an experience. And even if it's not even just an album, it's just a particular song. Like You're going to take that time and space out for that, for that music. It's like a form of respect, I suppose. You know? you know, there was a time when people were more alone, when you had more time to stare at the stereo speakers, um, when you had more time to obsess over. And that's a, one of the lot of time the myth-making would start. Um, and, and I sort of thought... With the numerology thing that's happening with this record, with the sevens and the way everything adds up, I thought, man, the fact that it's happening in, in the way that it's happening now, if you could imagine 20, 30 years ago <laughs> how people would have treated that, it would have been more like, uh, you know, um, Paul is dead type of stuff, I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Like, who knows? I mean, that's got to be a little fun to play with. Like, how in control of that and how much is, of this has been coincidence? That's a great question. And I think the reason why Seven seems so appropriate for this record is because of the level and the number of occurrences that seem so oddly perfectly timed. You know, like, 
the whole creating of the record and the time and the year, um, 2017, and working with Sonic Boom and working with James Barone, our drummer, it's like everything felt so new and right. And that can really be something quite freaky uh, because you cannot plan that. You can work hard and, and create structures, but you cannot guarantee that you know, it's going to happen the way that you would wish it would happen. And so that, a lot of stuff kept happening. And there are a lot of little symbols and odd coincidences. And, I mean, some super fans have even, you know, found all these other kind of, like, numerological seven connections. But those are also things that we did not plan. They're just total coincidences. So, yeah, there's a lot of that feeling of this probably was very meant to be somehow. Um, so No words could have you know, embodied that as a title for this record. Kevin does. The universe pushing it together. It's also probably, if I had to pick my all-time favorite Prince song, so that's it's good company to keep. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It's a, I love listening to this record. I've already heard it so many times since it came out. Uh, thank you all for making it again, and thank you uh, for uh, taking the time to give me the call today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for the interview. It's fun. Yeah, you're, uh-huh. it was nice talking to you. You all too. Take care, and uh, we'll see you out on the road. All okay. right, thanks. All right, bye. Hey, thanks so much to Beach House for giving me that call. The new record is called Seven. It is out now on Sub Pop Records. You can subscribe to Consequence of Sound's YouTube channel. That's right. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button to keep up with your favorite artists and interviews. And if you're listening to the podcast, uh, please do give that a rating or review over at iTunes or Podchaser, wherever you're listening from today. Then you can head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern. We've also got some bonus episodes over there. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.